evening, Saban. Good evening, Dan. So, um, tell me, what have you been doing recently? It's been a bit of a while. Yeah, we just took a hiatus for no reason. Mm, I guess. <laughs> there, 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 are, there, are, there are excuses, I suppose. Yeah. Not that we need to give them, but... Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think they're pretty legit. I suppose we were just busy with our own things. But that, I guess that's the nice thing about, like having our own podcast in a way like there's no do what we want exactly so like for example in the la on my end i had my sjt which was a super big exam um at the on the 13th mine was yeah. so a couple of weeks ago now super big being the biggest exam of med school yeah it was, it's a really <laughs> important exam so yeah for the weeks before that i guess i was just sort of um i had my mind focused on that and then for you as well you've got quite a lot going on as well yeah i was mostly on ong in the last couple of weeks of ong do you want to just say what ONG? Obstetrics and gynecology. So women's health mostly and babies and stuff like that. It's funny because I suppose my highlight of ONG is just the fact that, you know, during C-sections and stuff, like my main job is like when the baby comes out is when they pull the drape down, like the anesthetist like drape thing. And they're like, oh, look, your baby. And they're taking the photos. I'm just there like holding the baby. So it's like, I'm just in loads of photos of random, like, <laughs> like random neonate photos um, holding a green, like slimy, or no, usually not green, but like slimy baby. <laughs> Hopefully not too green. Uh, yeah, so I'm just there like, woo. <laughs> so you're going to be on a bunch of mantelpieces now yeah. around around <laughs> West London. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. That, that's probably my highlight. I suppose it's like that for most medical students. So like, every time, like the first time, it was kind of funny. I was just like, they were like, oh yeah, pick up the baby. And I was like, uh, uh, uh. and then obviously the first time, because it's so slimy, you're wearing like plastic gloves and everything. It's like wobbling around. It's like, stop moving. Um, anyway, so yeah. And then, and, oh, you say, sorry. No, I was just going to say, obviously I had to, you have to get stuff signed off and stuff. So, you know, when you go sign off hunting, trying to do all of that, and it's always a bit of an inconvenience sometimes for you and for the doctors and patients and whatnot. So it got a bit busy for me near, near the end. And I mean, I did come around last week, but we didn't end up recording anything. We were just hanging out for a few hours, which was really good actually. So yeah, I just, yeah. I didn't want to record almost. It just didn't like, we didn't reach the point where we wanted to record and I, I don't know I think it's nice to maintain that as well you know like we don't have to record you know yeah. even if we're hanging out we don't have that obligation we were just we were thinking as we were having the conversation oh we could be recording right yeah, now yeah like so, some of the conversations we had were good man so <laughs> that is yeah. what we, it's why we started the podcast in the first place yeah, the conversations exactly. like the one we were having but <laughs> we had the microphones right in front we were like oh man they were we should right have just been like oh I should we're have recorded through. but then at the same time as well like um I don't know it's a strange thing like the nature of this conversation shouldn't change because we're recording it. But yes. um, at the same time, like, for example, when you're recording the podcast, you kind of just have to keep talking in a way. Yeah. The conversation needs to have a flow. Otherwise, if anyone is listening, it's not fair for them to like, I don't know, just you, know, you can't just stop for five <laughs> minutes. Whereas when we were speaking, we we're having that conversation. It's so relaxed because you can just go back and forth and like stop yeah. for a few minutes. We we're just at our own pace. It was nice. Yeah, go on a massive tangent or just like say absolutely random stuff sometimes i just like i'm not even listening and you have to repeat like 10 times to me because it just comes in one ear and out the other as always yes but i mean um, and the other thing is when i when i when we're recording for me anyway i'm a, i'm i have to be careful with what i say to a degree just because like i i what if i give my opinion on something i haven't given much thought and then yes. in a few months time i look back and i'm like hold on i don't have that opinion anymore you yeah. don't want to regret saying something so most of the things i say i've at least given a bit of thought beforehand whereas when we were speaking i would just be able to say something without thinking about it and you know i might be wrong on it but that's just what came to my mind initially and i i guess you've got a bit more freedom in that regard when you're not recording yeah and everyone's private conversation is always slightly different even the way like we speak 
when we're recording is different. Yeah, r- rude <laughs> as hell. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting dynamic, kind of balancing that because some of those conversations that we have, they'd be so good if they were recorded, like as podcast episodes, I think. Um, but the other thing is, I'm not sure on what I'm talking about sometimes. So, for example, we were talking a lot about classics because that's yeah, been yeah, quite but, interesting yeah, exactly. And we know nothing about classics, so so when I say, oh, like this is, in my opinion, one of the best books from a certain era, or this is one of the greatest generals from this era, I don't really know much about them necessarily, and I feel mm. uncomfortable sharing that like into the ether with this podcast yeah. and but yeah. i also think that's kind of what people like listening to our podcast about it's just that we don't necessarily know we're not like experts in anything we really talk about but we're just kind of exploring it and yeah that's true trying to get it <laughs> get down that rabbit hole. well i mean i'm sure you've got plenty of things you'd like to talk about it's been a while yeah so i suppose i'll quickly start off with a minor thing that i just kind of realized during this one month off is that um you hate you hate recording pot now, do you? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's the complete opposite. So uh, even though I was busy with work, like uni-related, med school-related work, and just other projects that I had going on the side and just random things that you have to do in day-to-day life, I started to just kind of feel a bit like o- overworked, and like overwhelmed, like burnt out kind of thing. And I would just frequently find myself in death scrolls on Twitter or Instagram, just going forever. And I just couldn't get myself out of it. And I'd like build up the motivation to at least put my phone away and then just kind of sit in my work. But then I'd just be like kind of staring blankly at my screen and I just couldn't get my brain to do anything. That started happening with like increasing frequency. And like it happens sometimes. And I just like write off that day, except that I'm not going to do much because I just flopped for whatever reason, just not in the right mindset. But then the next day will be fine. But it just ha- started happening more and more frequently. And then to try and catch up, I was like, okay, I should just cut out all all of my like creative endeavors that I like doing and everything. But then it j- just so it would like create more time for me to be able to sit down and do whatever revision or stuff that I needed to do. Um, but then, yeah, at the end of all of that, like, at the end of the month or like four weeks, I realized that it was majorly counterproductive because at the end of our ONG placement, we have to do like an ethics presentation kind of thing, like an interesting case that we saw over the seven weeks that, you know, had some ethical dilemma in it. And we have to discuss it, present it to the doctors and discuss it and stuff. But at the placement I was at at Westmid, they like to keep it fun and lighthearted in general. <clears throat> and they, they even said to make it fun and not boring and not just kind of blag on about, you know, deontology or consequentialism and stuff like that. Like talk about something interesting or at least make it interesting and fun. So when it came to that point, and they were also like, make it Christmassy because it was on the last day or, yeah, it was on the last day. So just before the Christmas uh, period, we didn't really add much Christmassiness to it, but we, we tried to make it fun. And when we, so we did it in a group and when we were planning it, I was like, let's do a mockumentary type thing. And I think the reason, and I was really adamant about doing that one, because I had a good idea, like good idea, but just like a fun idea to do and like to add this sense of humor into it. But I think the main reason I wanted to do it like deep down now that I reflect back on it is just because I wanted to, I needed an excuse to like do something creative. I needed an excuse to open up my editing programs and everything. So when we finally, you know, did all the recording like in, in camera, like we did at my sister's set up all the stuff to do like many interview shots and stuff like that, kind of like with the masterclass aesthetic like you know those that series um after all of that when i finally went back to my computer and opened the like premiere pro and after effects the editing programs 
man, the amount of like just pure joy. I just couldn't, des- I, I can't describe it in any way. Just even just cutting the clips and just like moving it and just like readjusting it. And then I like right click and then open in Adobe Audition to adjust the audio and then matching the audio and just editing. And then, and then I finally got to the color grading, which is the part I was like looking most forward to. Um, even though that was probably the most painful part out of all of it, just because of the way I did the lighting, that it made it, it was just like messing with all the skin tones and everything. Or as in like a lot of the background ambience was very similar to skin tones. So it was very hard to isolate things. Anyway, I realized that man, I hadn't had that much like enjoyment, even though it was just way too much work. Like the amount of time I spent on editing all of that and just trying to make it as high production value as possible, even though it was all done really quickly and like on the go, I still found it really fun. And yeah, I had to sacrifice time for studying and everything. But then the thing is, is just because I felt more fulfilled, I could just kind of carry on with that studying thing with or studying thing, just studying without just feeling so crap inside like i felt like you know i've done the fun stuff now you know i need to take the l do some boring stuff and then just like continue so now i know for the future is never to cut out any of like the uh, like creative stuff because we'd stop recording the podcast as well so even though i'd cut out sometimes in the past other stuff we still had the podcast going so i'd still be able to do you know audio editing stuff like that at least open up the programs fiddle around and do some random stuff go on the website do a few things there but that was cut out. So I was doing zero. So yeah, it really made me realize how much like, for me personally, I need to be able to, or need to continue doing something creative, even if it's just like editing a photo, like once every other day or something really simple, just because I think that's probably what I genuinely enjoy more than like anything else in the world is just making something in a creative sense, some kind of content, like they like to say. May I say something very quickly? Indeed. It's very nice that you have that thing because I, I know people who don't have that thing that like a source of joy you know like for example if you're having a bad day then you can do that and it's likely that i don't know it it, it will take your mind off whatever you're thinking about and it will like put you in that good place it's nice that you basically have that and i think um um i'm fortunate as well to have that as well i think for me it's maybe sport um which i guess isn't as productive in some ways but if i like watch a football match or play tennis or play football i have that same feeling yeah Um, and if i don't do it for a while i have that same feeling that you described as well um yeah and also just quickly as well i saw the doc the the mockumentary video that you made yeah and it's super good (laughs) just to just to say quickly like yeah uh, i guess you wouldn't you, you, you wouldn't be able to say it yourself but it's incredibly good like it's above and beyond what you should have done yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, for that task, yes, definitely. Obviously, I because it was so like, it was done so quickly in a rush and everything. So th- there are loads of things that I would have preferred to do, um, but yeah, it was just so fun doing it. Even though it was stressful doing it, it was like a good fun stress. Like I could just keep doing that constantly, or you know, for an extended period of time. Whereas that same amount of effort or work or brain power utilization in studying or something else just uh, it just drains me whereas that kind of energizes me as wet as that sounds um yeah so i think that's that about that point that's all i really wanted to mention that i've figured out not to cut that out in any way shape or form so now it's just a thing where like after 6 p.m no matter what i don't do any medicine or uni related work i just do my creative stuff or just do like just chill out basically but I, I hate just chilling out and not really doing anything. Um, so yeah. Although from, that's important too sometimes, isn't it? 
Yeah, but I suppose I do that in other periods throughout the day. I do like less demanding tasks, especially in the morning. Most of my morning is filled with that where, okay, yeah, I'm still doing stuff, but it's not like really, as in it is somewhat demanding, but I don't know, I kind of relax during that period as well because I'm all like, I'm with myself. I'm just doing my own thing, just chilling kind of. But yeah, so like stuff like sport and the gym, I didn't really stop that that much over the seven week period as well. But um, so yeah, I suppose just video editing or something like that is just the thing for me. I was going to say um, as well, you know, when you build a routine on so in something, so mm. you mentioned after 6 p.m., like, like you won't do any uni work. Yeah, although that's only a recent thing I've, I've started okay, now. Fair. A lot of people have it with the gym, for example. Like yeah. you start doing it every day and it just becomes a part of your routine. I've had that recently with reading. So that is the first time ever. Mm. Like, um, oh, man, I don't have reading in my routine. Anymore. I yeah, haven't had it for a long time now. I mean, it, like it'll, probably, it'll probably be the case that it, it leaves my routine as well when I get really busy again. But at the moment, I have that where today I haven't read yet, but I know later I just will. I just mm. will. Um, I'll just fit in at least 45 minutes. Um, so, yeah, and I don't time it or anything. It's just a, we've talked about this before, like a personal sense of satiation with something. Yeah. I'll read until I feel satisfied. So, yeah, anyway, I just, that was another little point to add. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to reading, man. I remember I'd, I'd have that same kind of feeling where as long as I've like done my reading for the day, like the day is good kind of thing. So again, when fifth year started, that was the first thing to go out of my routine as, you know, responsibilities and workload or like responsibilities started to, to increase and workload just increased. That was the first thing to go. So yeah, it's sad that I haven't been able to reincorporate it yet. So I'm probably just going to start doing it again. It's just a matter of, okay, I'm just going to sacrifice a certain like 45 minutes of studying time in a day to be able to read. Um, but I think it'll actually be like more beneficial like it's scared to do uh, i'm scared to do it just because oh man that's 45 minutes of like i don't know flashcards that's you know however many hundred flashcards i could do in that time but i just have to come to terms with myself knowing that just being able to read and expand my mind in a different way will be more beneficial even for the exams or whatever because I've kind of experienced it myself like when i was reading for like a year and a half straight every day at least one hour basically man I, like I felt um, challenged and like engaged in every single way. I felt smarter mm. just because your brain is used in a different way. Your ideas and opinions are challenged or, you know, supported, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I've fallen in love with it a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, um, and when, when we were talking last week about, you know, the classics and stuff, man, I just really want to start reading again. I'm like itching to read. So I suppose... Let's do it now. We'll do a podcast episode. All right, let's, let's just pause silent. and just read for the next half an hour. <laughs> we don't even pause it. The podcast is still recording. <laughs> yeah, just it's a half just an like, hour of silence. It's like a read with me. <laughs> just press for, it's actually a great idea. Like yeah. for, to, get out of, to get out of doing episodes, we just, we, it's just like a silent yeah. 45 minutes. It's like... <laughs> New listen series. To this, yeah. Listen to this and read. And then it gets really popular. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> People love it. <laughs> Yeah, just just basically, it's just become an audiobook, basically. Just read it out loud. What about just reading silently? There's just no sound input. People just put on their headphones, they press play. There's like next level ASMR. This oh. is ASMR taking to the next level. No, but, you, but the, the page turning. And that like motivates the person that, oh, oh, oh Sabano Dan. Oh, he's reading fast. He's getting reading a bit quicker. Wait, hang on. That's not like he was turning the page backwards. Maybe, yeah, then, then they realize we're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> we just got this robot which is turning the pages. Anyway, um, I think I do really want to talk about one book I've read, but I, I would wonder. I'd maybe prefer to do it in the form of a um, shower thoughts video, just so I can talk about it in a bit more detail and not force us to talk about it now, because mm. um, it will. I, I wouldn't. I don't want to feel rushed talking about it. Basically, yeah. What, yeah. what was the title of the book? The Death of Ivan Ilyich. 
by, um, by Leo Tolstoy. Oh, yes. He, um, yeah, but before I read it, I was like, oh, no, because I've heard, of, I know about Tolstoy, obviously, and I was like, mm. oh, my goodness, he's one of the goats. Like, yeah. I'm not going to understand any of this. It's going to be too complicated. But um, it's actually really accessible. You, like, I don't, I'm not a great reader, I wouldn't say, but I didn't find it hard to understand or follow the plot. And even the deeper meaning of it, it's not like, um, it's not, it's not difficult to understand it, you know? It's so accessible, and that's what makes the book so good, in my opinion. So, yeah, anyway. We will do that in about half an hour. Yeah. In the next okay. the next episode. Cool. So just just for reference, today is the 29th of December, just in case we talk about any, you know, current topics. And then just so you have a time. We should probably just say the date because we, we record like off schedule so much. It makes sense that we should just probably say the date that we're recording on, just so that they have like a timeline of how we work as well in their head. Um, in, in the listener's head. Then they know how disorganized we are though. Exactly. And most of the time they'll realize, oh, so we record and upload the night before basically oh bro what about when we when we do bulk recordings yeah so exactly we've got like six in a row yeah so it's like, like today's the 29th and then it's like next week episode yeah now it's the 30th of december <laughs> that's going to be the case isn't it yeah because i'm here for another week or so so yeah. in that time we've got to get a few more recordings. i'm only here in. for a couple of days now so are you going back to london on saturday yes how come for just placement starting yeah placement starting on the fourth wow so yeah straight in oh that's rough man yeah i'll be here for a while longer um Anyway, yeah. In terms of like other stuff in the catch up, um, there's not really much more to add from me. I guess the biggest thing, as I said, was just I've been reading a lot more. So I've got through um, a few books. I've mm -hmm. got through um, in the last couple of weeks, I read um, Animal Farm, which was really good. And like it got me quite interested in Soviet history as well, just because it's all like based on um, the Soviet Union and the different roles within the Soviet Union. Mm. Um, and the political structure as well. And um, the other one, which I read, which is, it sounds really pretentious. We talked about it last week. Um, uh, like, so I will have to explain it a bit, but mm. it was, it's called The Symposium. Yes. And it's by Plato. And um, I read it just because I was, it was recommended by my flatmate to read it. And I'm not going to say that I can, like, I understand the book very well, but I finished it. It's not long at all. And, I did enjoy reading it. It's 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 posed in a very interesting format, and it is digestible. And yeah, I'm gonna need to read it a, few, a fair few more times to understand all of the philosophy in it. Well, not obviously understand all of the philosophy, but to get a good understanding of it. I do get the basics now, and it's essentially um, a conversation at a dinner party. It's fiction, so it's Plato writing fiction. And he's writing about a dinner party, which takes place after the host um, wins. I think he won an award or he, he won. He, there was a victory in something. And he hosted this dinner with a bunch of um, like high up people in Athens at the time. And they basically all take turns to give a speech on what they believe love is. And they go one after the other. And it finishes towards the end with Socrates giving his speech on what he believes love is. And he sort of brings all of the concepts together and argues against all of them, essentially. And it's it's fascinating. And then there is a little bit at the end as well where someone else comes in and um, I think he's called Alcibiades. And yeah, it's it's a very interesting book. I would recommend reading it also because Plato, from what I'm learning, is sort goated. of the... He's goated and his ideas, 
uh, sort of form the basis of Western thinking in a way, um, academic from an academic perspective. And obviously, um, he he created the academy where Aristotle studied, and also founded a bunch of different schools of thought. And um, I don't know how you describe it, like fields, pretty much. He basically yeah, disciplines disciplines. So he he founded a bunch of disciplines which is crazy and obviously both of them come straight after socrates who again was just his approach to knowledge is um world was world changing so yeah i'm not i'm not saying all of this from the perspective of an expert but from the perspective of someone who's just started to learn about it and i'm starting to realize the magnitude of their work and i would love to hopefully be able to work through all of it and even if it doesn't give me help in my career necessarily it is nourishing you know it gives me an appreciation for the world and also an appreciation for learning which is something we both like so yeah uh i can i'm saying i'm a lot by the way i'm realizing yeah uh, <laughs> oh i did it again oh, editing <laughs> editing <it> time <laughs> yeah that's it interesting i mean i suppose a, a completely random off-topic thing is i bought a new motorbike oh yeah yeah so uh that was interesting. It was literally an impulse purchase. As in, like, obviously, it's been on my mind because I plan on, or my test is like in a monthish or whatever. So I can't actually ride the motorbike yet. It's just be, like not legally anyway. Um, so it's just sitting at my friend's house in in his garden, just waiting for me to ride it. So I need ultimate patience right now because it's always on my mind. I'm like, oh man, just have you ridden it? Um, yeah, on when we bought it because um, there were like four of us we all just took one rip down the it was luckily to be it was luckily a private road that we bought it on we just went up You're and just down a couple of times just to yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure it was, no, it was no a private road so you can do what you want <laughs> um, yeah so oh, it's it's interesting because I, I had my eyes on a different motorbike and um, it was just uh, there were a lot of costs so it, it was an expensive bi bike it was more rare the insurance was higher and stuff so it was just becoming less and less feasible there was literally only one on the market so like if that went then i'd be screwed and then uh, one of my friends came around my place to get a haircut from one of my other friends at my place <laughs> and um yeah we were just all talking about bikes and stuff and it was like oh why didn't you look at this other bike and i knew about that bike but i just assumed it was more expensive because there's so much like weird technology in that bike and like, in, in a good way um and loads of like really good features I, I just assumed it was more expensive than the one i was looking at and then he was like are you sure it's more expensive and then i just went onto facebook marketplace and then i was like yo this is cheaper and then suddenly i was like oh okay this is a bike i'm gonna get and then literally the next day so I, well, I saw a good deal on that day. And then the next day we went and saw the deal and like, you know, reserved the bike, just bought it. So it things changed pretty quick from me being like, okay, I'm probably not going to get a bike and just get a new laptop instead because I'd be more productive in a way in terms of um, me doing creative type work. But yeah, I just ended up buying the motorbike, which was pretty interesting. I'm excited to see it. Maybe in London. I'm excited to ride it. I've got to pass the test first, so you'll be riding for mine to record in uh in my flat. Yeah, and then I'll be able to take passengers now as well. So I'll be riding you around as well. I'll be nervous, but I'll do it. Um, in terms of other things though, I don't think there's much more for me to update. Yeah. Uh, I suppose I have another kind of update more related to union medicine. I think over the course of this placement as well, and over the, the course of year five, it's just because like the, the feeling inside me has just become more and more strong from third year onwards that I'm probably not going to be practicing medicine, at least in the long term. And then 
like I'm at the stage now where I'm basically just going to be talking with my personal tutor and career advisors in terms of things related to the degree and actual studies and seeing like how much I can like skip like cut off kind of thing how early I can like dip yeah even though I've had those conversations before already but I got kind of um you know pulled in into staying into the course but you know it's it it is what it is but yeah I'm pretty much certain now that it's it's, it's medicine is not going to be the thing for me in the future at least practicing medicine within the NHS as a standard doctor's one would expect but I suppose at the same time like um we're so young we can't predict the future there is a chance that there will yeah. be a niche within medicine that you end up like wanting to just maybe not pursue full-time but keeping your life in some way yeah. even if it's on an academic basis or something along those lines it's something i think about as well that the privilege now is that we have a good baseline knowledge of the human body i guess mm. and that will not go maybe you'll get rusty but that will always be there so as long as you stay in the game as long as you can or as long as you need to you will always be able to come back in so yeah yeah i exactly. guess you're, you're finishing the degree you'll i imagine do at least f1 the first year afterwards yeah and from there you may fall in love with it and who knows you, yeah it could surprise yourself i guess mm. you have to keep an open mind but if not then at least you'll have the registration and you'll be able to return to it in the future if you want to and yeah i guess as well it's good that you you're able to reflect and understand how you feel about it yeah just yeah it's obviously a whole load of factors and too many to get into and many of them personal anyway um but yeah i suppose in terms of staying in touch with medicine i think i'm always going to be staying in touch with medicine because I was staying in touch with medicine like in my gap year before I even started uni anyway because the amount of research and reading I did like I did a significant portion of like years one and two like medicine just by pure reading and interest um b before I even started in in a single year so medicine also is kind of like an integral part of my life anyway like because I'm obsessed with health and like health is just one of the things I'm always just working on it's something everyone can always be working on all the way from your lifestyle in terms of like your sleep habits and stuff like that and just gen general like, habits in general um all the way down to like what you eat and other medications and other problems that you might have that everyone has um and yeah, it's something that I hold very high on my priority list of things like in the day, everything I always put in the context of health and how this influences my health in a certain way and also those around me. So I'm always wanting to improve the health of my family, my family members, my friends, everyone, just because when people are healthy, people are happier. And when people are happier, everyone's happier. And it just, it's kind of like a positive feedback loop as well. And even then sometimes people can have like, you know, congenital things or things that are just unavoidable as well. Um, or even things that are avoidable, just helping people come out of a place and improve their health as much as they can be to maximize their health that is available to them. Uh, that's something that I'm probably never going to stop doing because, yeah, it's just kind of like one of my like core principles at this point is to maximize health in every single way possible and the health of those around me. So, um, yeah, but in terms of actually practicing medicine say just in the standard way that's done in the UK at least it, it doesn't align with my values and a lot of the things that I kind of like prioritize and 
emphasize in kind of my practice of medicine is kind of like frowned upon or shunned away. Everything's too, you know, there's too much bureaucracy in 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 my opinion in like healthcare these days. Too much of a top-down approach and like, you know, no deviation from guidelines when it's almost like, you know, off off off-label prescribing is kind of what doctors are made for. If not not just prescribing, obviously, but you know, actually using their brain and making their clinical judgment, that's what they're that's what doctors are trained to do. Um, whereas it seems like a lot of that is just being taken away from doctors. And in the end, you know, medicine is a very personal thing for the patient, as in the doctor has to cater to the patient on an individual level. Yes, also on a population and community level as well. But the main priority is at an individual level. Each patient is their own person. Whereas that seems to be getting more and more re removed from medicine um, and more just kind of like chucking people into baskets to do things. And that kind of has to also be done to a certain extent because you're trying to just treat the whole country kind of thing. So yeah, it's an interesting bounce, an interesting kind of like philosophical dynamic, moral dilemma kind of thing um, in terms of the way one wants to practice medicine, i.e. me, and the way you are expected to practice medicine. And if there's a constant conflict, I think that's, just, I just can't do that personally. But like you said, things might change. Yes. I mean, next episode, not next, next episode, <laughs> but at some point I'll, I'll share my feelings towards like the medical career as well, because there are other things in life, as you know, that I really enjoy learning about and I hope I can integrate into mm. my career somehow. So yeah, for me as well, it's something that I guess as time passes, hopefully things will fall into place. But for now, I don't think I will be following just the standard like hoops that that we're kind of expected to jump through in a way. But at the same time, I also feel like I will just find something that works for me as we go along. Like I don't want to like create too much of a rigid plan because I imagine things will change, circumstances will change. And also my feelings and opinions towards medicine will continue to change. So yeah, I mean, right now we're on the right path and hopefully that continues and we'll see where we end up. And I'm sure in, you know, 15 years we'll, we'll be able to do a, an episode because we'll certainly be doing the podcast still. We'll be able to do a <laughs> reflective episode on like where we ended up and where we thought we would end up and compare them and stuff. Yeah, that that actually be really interesting. Um yeah, I mean, I don't really have anything else. Should we do like a meme roundup of the past, like the best memes in the past month? In the show notes, just a bunch of links. Let's let's see. Did you see um, Lex Friedman's um, podcast with Elon Musk? Yeah, uh, I haven't watched it yet. It's literally on one of my Chrome tab Chrome tabs open. Um, so yeah, when when I get the chance, I'm going to start listening to that because, I mean, I, I've heard a couple of snippets and summaries, but regardless yeah. of what people think about elon musk just that to have an uh, a recorded conversation you know two three hours long mm. talking quite candidly about interesting subjects it's very cool that he does he does that yeah that that's the third time he's done it on the on, on with lex friedman so he's done it with he does it, i don't know of any other ceo that does it that much yeah. And considering how busy he is he's a ceo of like three companies three huge companies all in different fields like you know, electrific uh, electrification of cars um, and like robotics and all the software side of Tesla as well. And like a rocket company as well. Oh man. And then he's like, he's also involved in Neuralink. And then he's like, oh yeah, let me just have like a three hour discussion about random stuff. And there's um, the, 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 the discussions are really good. They're really insightful. Yeah. So if anything, it's just good about, especially in the field of, you know, technology, robotics, that kind of stuff. Like just listening to that, you'll be able to learn a lot in terms of seeing what's at the forefront of technology these days and innovation. Um, but yeah, he's done, you know, he's done it what twice on Joe Rogan, I think, uh, 
yeah, three times with Lex Freeman and he's done it with loads of other people as well. So it's it's actually, yeah, pretty amazing how he can actually find the time because I struggle. We, we struggle to find the time to like record a 40 minute episode and he's there like, oh yeah, let's just sit and talk for three hours straight. I wonder whether he death scrolls. I think he does sometimes because he I mean, uses Twitter. He spends a lot of time on Twitter, but I think he's pretty efficient about it. He's probably like racking up the tweets in his head and he's like, bah, 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 bah. I think I read that he spends a lot of time on Twitter when he's in the, the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. I, apparently he only goes, to, goes on Twitter in the toilet. So either yeah either he's lying or he just sits on the toilet a lot <laughs> so yeah anyway all right we'll leave it there i'll see you in about two minutes when we talk about the book all right until two minutes peace peace thank you for listening to this episode of getting it if you enjoyed this episode or didn't then feel free to leave us a rating and review on the apple podcasts app or on the apple podcasts website We'd love to hear your thoughts, ideas, or questions about anything we discussed. So feel free to email us at thoughts at gettingit.co.uk. You can also reach us on Twitter or Instagram at gettingit underscore pod. You can find all the links in the show notes.